Hello and happy day. This is Dr. Marianne DiOrio, novelist and life coach, welcoming you to another episode of Winning with the Word. Today is Monday, September 6th, 2021, and this is episode number 31 of series 2021. This episode is titled, The Wrath of God, Is It Real? Nowadays, we hear a lot about the love of God, the mercy of God, and the grace of God. In fact, we hear about this side of God almost to the exclusion of his other side, the justice, judgment, and wrath side of God. There is no question that God is the God of love, mercy, and grace, and we would all be lost without his love, mercy, and grace. But there is another side to God a side we would do well to keep in mind. God is also the God of justice, judgment, and wrath. And we had better pay close attention to that side of him as well. Our perception of both sides of God must be in perfect balance in order for us to have a correct view of God. But, sad to say, something has happened in recent years that has dangerously shifted our perception of the perfect balance between God's grace and God's justice. This shift in perception has placed virtually all of the weight of the divine scale on the side of God's love, mercy, and grace resulting in very little, if any, weight left on the side of God's justice, judgment, and wrath. Moreover, the shift has resulted in the widespread heresy called hypergrace. In fact, the hypergrace heresy is an offshoot of an earlier heresy called antinomianism, the heresy that teaches that because one is saved, one no longer has to obey the Ten Commandments. In other words, antinomianism is the doctrine that because Christians are freed by grace, they no longer have to obey the Mosaic law. The antinomians consider the very idea of obedience to the law as legalism. So, what is hypergrace and why is it so dangerous? Hypergrace also known as cheap grace, is a relatively recent teaching that emphasizes the grace of God to the exclusion of the judgment of God. Hypergrace shies away from any discussion of sin, repentance, and confession of sin. Hypergrace teachers maintain that all sin, whether past, present, or future, has already been forgiven by God so that there is no need to confess it. In fact, since we are already forgiven, we can keep on sinning because all of our sins, past, present, and future, are covered under the blood. Hypergrace teaches that when God looks at us, he sees us as righteous and holy, no matter how we live. Hypergrace teaching presents half-truths, hence it is heretical. Because hypergrace teaching does not present the other side of the equation, God's justice, judgment, and wrath, it is skewed to one side. As a result, its teaching is off-balance. Segments of the church have embraced the teachings of hypergrace, resulting in the apostasy that Jesus predicted would occur shortly before his return in the rapture. 
Interestingly, those segments of the church that have embraced hypergrace have slipped into accepting the sins of the culture under the guise of love. They have promoted a false gospel that says that because God is good, he would not send anyone to hell. Because God is good, he will look the other way at sin. Because God is good, he will understand if we keep on sinning. But as I mentioned in an earlier post titled Truth and Love, Inseparable Twins, love without truth is no love at all. Love without truth leads to license, and that is exactly what has happened in the hyper-grace movement. We now have churches openly espousing sin in the name of love and grace. We now have transgender pastors, abortion-condoning churches, churches embracing same-sex marriage and sex outside of marriage, all in the name of grace and love. The verse in Jude chapter 1 verse 4 sums it up. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. We are witnessing the growth of the apostate church prophesied in the Bible, the apostate church that has perverted the grace of our God into a license for immorality. This apostate church is the forerunner of the one world religion that will be headed up by the false prophet. With the rise of the apostate church, we are witnessing the separation of the wheat from the chaff the true Christ followers from the phony ones. Such apostate churches have been grossly deceived. Why? Because they have gotten off balance. And when we get off balance, we fall, plain and simple. So now to the question in the title of this post, is God's wrath real? Let's go to the Bible, the place of truth to find out. The Bible has a great deal to say about God's wrath. Whereas the hyper-grace church says that there is no need to repent because we are already forgiven, Jesus himself says quite the contrary to the seven churches in Revelation chapter 2. For example, listen to what Jesus says to the church at Ephesus. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Interestingly, of the seven churches Jesus addresses, he rebukes five of them and commands them to repent. Jesus makes clear that he will hold believers accountable for their sins. He makes clear that they will have to answer to him for disobeying his commands. The hyper-grace movement's teaching that the Old Testament no longer applies to the believer is a false teaching. While it is true that Christ followers have been redeemed from the curse of the law, we are now subject to a higher law that raises the standard of the Ten Commandments, moving them from external judgment and accountability to internal judgment and accountability. In other words, 
According to the Old Testament, a person commits adultery only when he outwardly performs the act of adultery. But according to the New Testament, a person commits adultery simply by thinking about it in his heart. So the standard of judgment and accountability is much higher in the New Testament than in the Old Testament. Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. So bottom line, hypergrace teaching ignores the whole counsel of God in that it teaches only part of the Bible and not all of it. Again, hypergrace teaching is off balance and dangerous. In his classic book, Knowing God, J.I. Packer describes the wrath of God as follows. God's resolute action in punishing sin. Packer goes on to say that God's wrath is his reaction to our sin. As a reaction to sin, God's wrath is an expression of his justice. So, we see and hear the other equally vital side of God, his justice. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18, the word makes this clear. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. John's first letter proclaims the following. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 describes God as a consuming fire who will destroy all those who do not look to Christ to save them. This and other scripture verses make abundantly clear that God is not only the God of grace, but also the God of wrath. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. If you have been a victim of hyper-grace teaching, I urge you to repent now and to sever yourself from it. Recognize that God is both the God of grace and the God of justice. To perceive him as only one and not the other is to live by a false paradigm. Perhaps your paradigm of God is entirely skewed. Perhaps you don't know him at all. If so, I urge you, to get to know God. How? By accepting Jesus Christ, his son, the only savior of the world. Pray this simple prayer with me now. Lord Jesus, I need you. I ask you to save me. I invite you into my life and I receive you as my personal savior and the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me, for bringing me into your family. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me eternal life. I pray this in your name. Amen. If you sincerely prayed this prayer, please write to me at drmarianne at mariannediorio.com. I would like to send you a free PDF booklet that will help you get started in your walk with Christ. I also encourage you to get yourself a Bible and read it every single day. The Bible is God's love letter to you, his manual for your life. In the Bible, God reveals who he is 
and he teaches you how to live. Finally, ask the Lord to lead you to the church of his choice for you, where you can learn about him and have fellowship and encouragement with other Christ followers. It is critically important in these last days to fellowship with other believers who are mature in Christ and who can guide you as you grow in him. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Winning with the Word blog and podcast, I urge you to subscribe today. And please tell your family and friends about Winning with the Word. Please pass this post and or podcast on to them. Thank you. For those of you who may not know, I write fiction for both children and adults. Please visit my bookstore online at maryandiorio.com slash book dash table for a complete list of all of my offerings for both children and adults. This podcast is funded by listeners like you. If you have been blessed by winning with the word, please consider becoming one of my special patrons on patreon.com. For only $1, $3, or $5 a month, you can help me proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world and share in the rewards of all those who come to Christ through this ministry. Winning with the word now reaches 60 nations on six continents by God's grace because of the faithful support of my patrons. So please help me by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash winning with the word. Finally, be sure to check out my latest nonfiction book, The Iron Saint. I wrote this book to prepare the church in America for coming persecution. Until next time, remember that God loves you just as you are and just where you are and that he will help you to keep on winning with the word.